Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today we have another awesome new guest. She's a travel blogger, a writer, uh, and an Airbnb host. And her name is Shara. Shara, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, as I understand, you and Jasper, you guys know each other. Is that right? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no idea what's going on. Then I'm completely <laughs> out of the loop. Well, well, Jasper, I know that Jasper. Go ahead. What you? I know you reached out to her, so you you kind of yeah. know her through the travel blogging community. Exactly. Shara and I both have a travel blog, and we're both member of a Facebook group, which is called Travel Bloggers, and and that's how we connected. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, Shar, why don't we? Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? So, we 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 do know that you write and you love to travel. Uh, you know, why don't you tell us where are you where are you located? So, um, I live in a little town called Netherland, which is funny because that's um, where Jasper is from the country. Um, but we're actually a little town in the mountains in Colorado. Um, we have a lot of outdoor activities here, so most people come to my town for hiking in the national forest or skiing, um, things like that. So we have a place uh, kind of right on the edge of the forest, um, really nice and quiet and just, you know, a nice little getaway. So I've lived in Netherlands for about 20 years and I just love it here. Yeah, so um, I'm kind of offended that you guys took uh, our name, and I've already informed the military back home, and they are going to come over and uh, invade and take back what's legally ours, so just just FYI. Okay, thanks for the heads up. The Dutch so. military is serious, by the way. The U.S. military cannot compare. I'm just letting no. you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. We, we just bought, like, free new... Uh, armored tanks and they're they're like only 20 years old so you know it's, it's wow pretty badass okay. i'm gonna go start building my bunker as soon as we <laughs> can, and i'll be okay <laughs> so um so shara um can you tell us a little bit about your about your listing are you running out your whole place or is it just a, a room or do you share your accommodation with your guests it's um, actually what we have is kind of like um, what some people call a mother-in-law apartment. So it's kind of a self-contained um, little unit. It's, so it has a common wall with our main house, but it has a separate entrance. And it's um, so it has like a kitchenette and, you know, the bathroom and bedroom, kind of a little living area. So it's kind of like a little studio. Um, so it's just that one space that we rent out. Okay. And do you... Um when you have guests over, do you share a lot of things with your guests? Like, do you hang out with them or do you share meals or, or do you? Um, I leave that. Hmm? 
do, do you maybe engage in activities with them? Like, how does that work? Well, I, I just leave that up to the guest, to be honest. I always say, if I'm available, which I usually am because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at home almost all the time, and um, most people seem to sort of prefer to be left on their own, especially for what I offer at my place, which is kind of a quiet getaway, you know, sort of thing. But I always tell people if they, um, you know, want to get together and chat, sometimes people like invite me over <laughs> for drinks to their, to the studio side or, um, or whatever. And I've, you know, hung out with people in town, but I don't, I just, I completely leave that up to people. I let them know I'm available if they want to do something. Otherwise I just leave them to themselves. Cool. So what got you started with Airbnb? Um, well, I, we were actually, my husband and I were in South Africa and we were couch surfing with a woman who was renting her place out on Airbnb and she gave it to couch surfers when it wasn't booked. So that was the first time I had heard about it. And we were like literally um, signing the closing papers for this house like while we were in South Africa, you know, virtually over the internet. And we never really knew what we were going to do with that studio space at first we thought oh, it would be great for one of our offices but then since there's not a wall you know to the interior of the house we both realized <laughs> we weren't going to trek outside every time we wanted to go in the house so I thought about that lady what she said about Airbnb so I thought what the hoot you know I'll just I'll just see if you know somebody wants to pay to stay here so I listed it and I started getting bookings you know so I said sure <laughs> seems, seems like something to do so um, did you have any uh, did you have any doubts any apprehension before you decided to invite random people from the <laughs> well um, sure you know and, and I'd been part of the couch surfing community for a little while so I wasn't completely unfamiliar with having strangers over but um, you know I didn't know like how they would treat the property, especially because they're, you know, completely in their own space over there. And I didn't know, I don't know, if the, I would find them, if I would find it awkward just having people on my property all the time, or if I would find them noisy, or they would find me noisy living my life, or, yeah, I really, especially, you know, I worried about more about it because they're paying money to be there. Couch surfers, if they're uncomfortable, well... I don't want really to care so much. There. Right. <laughs> They're staying for free, you know, mm -hmm. but um, people are paying money. So, you know, and this is kind of an older house and it has its shortcomings. And I didn't know if people would, you know, would be, would be unhappy with some of those shortcomings. Like I'm the kind of person, um, like if I ever get like a four star review, I'll probably sob uncontrollably for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, has, has that ever happened? Or? No, it's never happened. All my reviews have been five star reviews, but uh -huh. I, like I say, it's I would be I would be horrified, and I'm sure it's gonna happen. It's gotta happen sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I worry about little tiny things. You know, oh my gosh, I I don't know, I forgot to fold the toilet paper into a triangle or something. Yeah, something stupid. <laughs> It's sounds, mostly. Sounds, sounds like you're uh, you're taking your role as Airbnb host very serious, which is. <laughs> and I'm actually impressed that you've been hosting since 2011, and you've never had a non five star review. That's uh, that's definitely <laughs> something to applaud. 
No, I never have. Well, thank you. It's, I, like I say, I hope it, I hope it continues. But yeah, and that's just my personality. I mean, I'm just that kind of person. If I'm going to do it, you know, I want to do it the best that I can. So. I, I kind of want to stay at your house now. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, just to summarize, you you did have some doubts and you some apprehension before you started, but your experience has been positive. Yeah, I mean, all the things I was worried about in particular, so far none of those, you know, worries have been warranted. I mean, I have a, I've had a couple less than awesome experiences with people, but that's going to happen, you know, to anybody anywhere. So, I, um, yeah, I would say my, my fears were unfounded. So you mentioned before that you live in a quiet sort uh, a quiet area, right? A smaller mm -hmm. town. Do you yep. got, does your area have a lot of traffic or a lot of visitors typically? It's you know it's um, <laughs> relative to you know some some big city or like you know like we're about an hour, a little over an hour away from Estes Park, which you know tons of people go to Estes Park. So we're not like like that, but our main income as a town is tourist revenue so um you know our population is 1500 people so we're <laughs> we're quite small but we do especially in summer you know we do get a fair amount of traffic and we do have a small ski area here so we get some winter traffic as well um so yeah you know even though like i say we're small we're quiet but we we do get a fair amount of traffic okay and what's what's your occupancy rate typically totally depends on the season so for summer like right now i'm i'm pretty much full up i'm to the point where like i will actually block out a day or two as unavailable just to give myself a break um but you know shoulder season i may only have a couple bookings the whole month so it just really depends on the season it's really interesting because to, to know especially we have people that approach us who live in smaller towns or they say wait a minute my t I don't live in New York City or Los Angeles or San Francisco people people don't come here people aren't going to want to stay at my place so they hesitate but this is really really great uh, information to know someone like you who has an awesome place and you live in a yeah it's you have visitors but it's relatively mm -hmm. small and you you're completely booked up so that's encouragement to all our listeners out there who don't live in New York City think about it yeah, exactly. And I think, like, if you don't live in a big place like that, then just think about what is it that you do have to offer somebody. So, like, a lot of my clientele actually is local. They come from Boulder or Denver because they want um, just a quiet getaway outside the city. Like, a lot of people work on artistic projects, like they're writers or something, and they want to be somewhere quiet or they want to go hiking or skiing. So, you know, just think about, like, what, what do you have to offer, even your local, you know, people that they might want to stay with you. Right, and I'm sure, um, Shara, in the three years that you've been hosting, you've you've had some some good experiences. You you met some great people. Can you maybe share one of those experiences where you you had a guest and you maybe you really connected with that person, or you're still in touch with that person, or give it give us some like one thing that's on the top of your mind that you remember. Um. Well, <laughs> I don't. One of our one of my first 
guests. Um, they were kind of fun. They were from, gosh, I can't even remember, Austria maybe? I don't know, some other country. And um, they were just really fun because they were they were very engaging and they wanted to, you know, talk with us. And they, they basically, they kind of like adopted us. So, so they were like an older, you know, retired couple. And they, you know, it was like they adopted us as their kids. And, you know, we eventually, you know, took them, brought them inside the house. They wanted to see the house and um, which was, you know, fine with us. And we hung out all the time. And, and that was a really early on experience. So it just, it gave me like, I don't know a friendly, you know, sort of feeling about the people who would stay here. And, um, but I haven't kept in touch with them afterwards, but I do have like a little, a little page on Facebook. So sometimes people keep in touch with me through that. Okay. That's interesting. So you promote your Airbnb listing on Facebook through a Facebook page. Um, I think promote is an overstatement. <laughs> I don't really do much promoting, but yes, I do have a page on Facebook and mostly I just, I post, you know, photographs from around here, like wildlife that comes through the art or wildflowers or something like that. So it's kind of more a way for people who have already stayed here or who might want to just to kind of keep in touch and see what's going on. But I, you know, I don't pay to advertise or anything like that. It's just, I just keep the page. Wow, that's that's actually a, a really good idea, I think. And uh, I'm thinking maybe I should do that too. Because uh, it's, it's a great way to keep in touch with your guests, right? And sort of let them let them know what's going on. And it will probably increase the chance that somebody will come back. They come back or tell their friends, you know. So it's a really easy way for them to show their friends what goes on, you know, at your place. And, um, and I've had some people find me by searching... I don't know, some sort of parameter on Facebook. Um, so, you know, since it's so, it just doesn't take much effort, there's kind of no reason not to do it, you know. Right. Now, since you started, you started, I think you said, in, in 2011, how yeah. has hosting, renting out impacted your life? And this is both in a financial sense, but also really, like, what has it enabled you to do? Who has it helped you to meet, et cetera? Um, well... You know, it, it really is mostly the the financial impact. I mean, I wouldn't do it if I wasn't <laughs> if I didn't need the extra cash. Um, so, so it's you know, it's been good for me. For that. It's been a lifesaver, to be honest, because the last couple of years, you know, my husband's work hasn't been um, has been kind of slim. So, like, I've paid some mortgage payments with the income, and you know, paid bills. And even though I started it because I wanted to earn money for my own travel, so it didn't doesn't always work out that way, but still the income is just, you know, a real blessing um, for whatever purpose I end up using it. Um, but it's, it is nice to, to connect with people. And I like, people are so appreciative usually when they stay here and they just, you know, love the place. And so many people, I enjoy um, giving this, this experience that they clearly enjoy. You know I mean? Like the people I have here right now, we checked in yesterday, they just, you know, just on and on. Wow. This is so, this is so awesome. I have people who start looking into buying real estate here <laughs> after they stay with me. So, um, I just, when I see that people are really enjoying themselves and having a, a really nice vacation, there's just, 
be that I can, you know, provide that to people, which is something I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't otherwise be doing. So I feel like I'm contributing to global happiness. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. When, when guests, when guests come to your house, what type of guidance or information do you provide them about the area? Um, I have, I mean, clearly I'll, I'll answer any questions. I always talk to people before they arrive to any questions they have. Um, inside the studio, I have, you know, various guidebooks for like hiking trails and, you know, just general information about the area. And I have, like, you can walk to like a little lake from our house and some trails. So I have directions, you know, in the studio that people can take with them to figure out how to walk there. And um, I just, I always make myself available you know, for any kind of questions, because I don't work outside the house, I'm almost always here. So I just tell people, you know, come over anytime <laughs> and ask me a question. And, you know, sometimes I'll, it'll take me an hour to check somebody in because I'm answering so many questions. And sometimes it takes five minutes. There's nothing they really want to know. But um, so just some basic books and just my own, my own availability to people. And do you provide your guests with, with a lot of information before they arrive? Just any questions that, that that they ask. Like, I don't have any, you know, preset thing that I'll send them. Like, here's a tourist guide or whatever. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, I always encourage people to ask me whatever questions I have. And, right. and I do my best to answer them. Okay, so uh, one thing I, I can recommend you is, uh, so what I do is I send my guests a guidebook. It's about 15 pages, and it, uh, it's, it sort of has all the information that they need about uh -huh. the apartment, um, and, um, but, but also a lot about the neighborhood, you know, and I've, uh -huh. I've got some pictures, and there's local recommendations for, like, restaurants and, and, and bars and other type of places, and I've noticed that a lot of guests mentioned this in, in the review and also in uh -huh. a personal thank you email that they that they might send me afterwards okay. where they say that they really appreciated having all this information. And, uh, and the reason I think that people appreciate it so much is that when, when you go on holiday, I think part of the fun is sort of the time that's lead that leads up to, to, um, to the holiday, uh -huh. you know, that kind of looking forward to it and, hey, and yeah. thinking about where you're going and, and, and you know, what you're going to do and stuff. So right. I think having, Receiving a guidebook kind of adds to the excitement of um, of, of the trip, and kind yeah. of makes them feel comfortable too that they yeah. uh, that they have all the information that they need and stuff. So, so maybe that's something you could think about. Uh huh. Sure, that's a good idea. You know, and Jasper's guidebook, by the way, is very modest, but his guidebook is really is really phenomenal. And it, it, on top of um, what I really like about it is, I mean, the recommendations are incredible, and he gives that really personal touch. But he's got a very well organized, uh, a very well organized sort of description of the entire apartment. So if anything is to go is to go wrong, if anybody has any questions on, on how to even operate the toaster, he's got yeah. a, he's got a detailed description. <laughs> yeah, it's no, true. That's good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's well, good. <laughs> no, it's really, so the 
a lady like two guests ago, she asked me specifically when she checked in, she's like, can you show me how to work the shower? Sometimes I don't know how to work the shower. So as it happens, it's just two knobs, you know, there's nothing to, but that was like an actual concern that she had on arriving is that sometimes she can't figure out how to work showers. So like things like that, it would definitely make people feel comfortable. But, you wait know? a minute. You only have two knobs. I have four. In the U.S., we minimum <laughs> have four. That's... That's confusing. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, hot and cold. That's it. Sorry. We're in the dark ages over here. So strange. I should really upgrade. <laughs> um, and so, by the way, I, you must have noticed that Airbnb went uh, underwent a makeover recently. Uh, I don't know how much familiarity you have with the new look and design, but what are, what are your thoughts so far on using it? Um... <laughs> You know, I'm just one of those people, I'm sure you've kind of gathered from speaking to me beforehand. I I kind of, when something's not broke, I'm not really a big fan of fixing it. I kind of hate how everything that you subscribe to, every social media just continually changes. So I have no particular love of it, but I also have no gripes with it. I mean, it still works, but it's... um. I can't like rave about it and be like, oh, it's so awesome. I'm so glad they changed it because <laughs> it worked fine for me before, but it works fine for me now too. So, so, so Shara, let me, let me take a guess here. I've, I guess you haven't created your own logo yet. My own logo. So Airbnb has this new feature where you can actually create your own lo logo based <laughs> off of theirs. So oh, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I actually played around with it uh, a few days ago, and I thought it was kind of funny. Um, but um, let's move on to a different subject. One thing that people find very complicated is how to define what kind, what pricing to use for their place, and how to vary the pricing throughout the seasons, and and how to adjust it. So, can you tell us a little bit about how you go about pricing your listing? Um, well, for one thing, I'll just I don't do seasonal variations. That's just a personal preference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the same. But the, the main way that I arrived at my price, um, first of all, I just decided ahead of time that I wanted to be lower than the local motel. We only have two motels, like I said, they were pretty small, but I wanted my price to be lower than them. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, you know, I take into account like how much utilities are going to cost me. I mean, like our water is pretty expensive up here and, you know, what kind of electricity they're going to be using, you know, uh, how much my time is worth as far as cleaning the studio, prepping it, and then just what a competitive price is, you know, kind of based on what the hotels are charging that right. people would want to pay. So, um, so yeah, that, that, that's how I got my price. And did you, uh, well, first of all, let me say that I think your approach is a really good one definitely when you start out because Airbnb is based on reputation and yeah. you know to to get a lot of bookings you you need some reputation so it's definitely a good idea to be very competitive in the beginning and just attract a lot of bookings and and you know the reviews that will come with it um, but one question I have is when you started to get get some traction on the platform and you're getting more and more bookings did you change those prices at all that you did you uh, make it more expensive or not? I um, twice I've raised my prices by a whole ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so I cost twenty dollars more than than I first used to, and I and I do consider it, um, especially you know like this year I I made a couple upgrades. I you know bought a few new things and I wanted to cover mm-hmm. those costs. Um, but also now you know for the first couple of years I was the only Airbnb listing in my town, and now there's a couple other people who have one as well. So I also feel that I have to remain competitive with them. Um, so, you know, and I could probably still, still raise my price. So I'll, I'll probably reevaluate it at, at the end of the year. But, um, you know, I was, <laughs> I was, I thought it was weird and almost a little annoying. I went, I had to spend a night in Moab earlier this year and I thought, Oh, I'm going to look at Airbnb and support an Airbnb host. Mm-hmm. And I looked there and there was no place that was less expensive than a motel. And some of the places was, you know, a bedroom sharing a bathroom with other people and they had dogs in the house that might bark when you first arrive. <laughs> and this is more expensive than a motel with a kitchenette and, you know, your private room. And I just thought that's, to me, that's not right. You know, like I want to be, I don't want to be just like gouging people because it's a popular location and people want to stay here. And so I'm just going to take them for every penny I can, you know? So I, I don't know. That's another line that I feel like I want to walk as far as my personal preference and integrity when I, when I choose my price. Cool. And when you're, when you're traveling, when you are on the road, how do you, how do you actually manage your listing and check-ins? Well, so my listing, um, because I do sometimes travel places where there's absolutely no internet whatsoever, um, I'll just, I I have to turn the listing off during that time. Um, And then as far as people staying here, um, I basically, I give guests two options. Um, They can either have me hire a maid to clean and prep the place for them before they arrive or um, they can pay half price and take the place as the previous guest left it so that it won't be prepped you know I have several extra sets of linens and so I can book several people without me being there Um, and so far every single person has chosen the half price option. (laughs) So that also just makes me realize you know people people are really out to find you know, find financial deals and, and have an affordable vacation. So absolutely, and um, it's. Uh, I would just wanted to uh, to mention that you said you turn your listing off sometimes, and you no, know, this is something that people might not know. But uh, if you if you temporarily don't want to rent out your place, you can always turn it off and just turn it back on when you're when you want to rent it out again. So you don't have to delete your listing and rebuild it all the way from from scratch. Yeah, well, I do, because, you know, they say that they penalize you if you don't reply within 24 hours, and I always reply within a few hours. So my main concern is that I don't want somebody to inquire about my place, and then I don't reply to them for a week, and they don't know why I'm not replying, (laughs) you know, so I just deactivate um, the listing if I know that I cannot be guaranteed to reply to people. That's 100% right. Responsiveness is a key part. Um, again, we talk about that extensively in the book, but but you nailed it. Um, Shara, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, you've given not only our guests, but us a lot of great insights. Now, if people want to connect with you, uh, where can they find you? Or how can they reach out to you? Um, well, beyond 
my listing on Airbnb, um, you can find my um, my travel blog is a really easy way to find me. You can contact me personally through there as well, um, which is skjtravel.com. SKJ Travel. Okay, and we'll put we're gonna put that in the show notes as well. And all right, so it's been a pleasure. And remember, guys, for more information on how to get paid for your pad, go to www.getpaidforyourpad.com, and you can download the first three chapters of our awesome book. Uh, also, to check out the show notes, go to getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash podcast to check out the latest episodes of Get Paid for Your Pad. Tune in with us every Monday and Thursday. So new episodes are out every Monday and Thursday. And with that, we are concluding another awesome episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. 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 Get paid for your pad.